welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Today we have activist, model, and new podcast host, Tess Holiday, with us. She is, as you guessed it, so cool, so lovely, so funny. We talk about our shared love for Are You The One on MTV. She shares with us some insanely horrific dating stories and we talk all about her new podcast slumber party so enjoy this episode of not too deep with the incredibly lovely tess holiday tess which cat is this it's smoky yeah i have uh two cats smoky and bandit how'd you get them well, <laughs> um, when I was married to uh, my ex who sucked, he yeah. loved cats. And in order to like make him feel more comfortable moving from Australia to America, I was like, let's get cats. But <laughs> he moved back to Australia and I've got cats, which is fine. I love them. But like, yeah. you know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, also a true sign of suckage to leave the pussies behind. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. Tess, I uh, am intimidated by how cool you are. And so I'm really excited to talk to you about a variety of things. Um, <laughs> the first being that I think you are one of the most incredible people at handling all the bullshit that gets thrown at you online. And I am curious, how, are you exhausted? How do you do with all of that all the time? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking exhausted. I, yeah. you know, I just hired a social media manager about three months ago, oh, which wow. so- and it sounds pretentious, but really what it came down for me was I had to protect my own mental health because a lot of my work is advocacy. Like I started out as yeah. a model, but that was really like a vessel to get to what I actually care about, which is advocacy. So, you know, I can't, I can't collectively be part of, of changing and shifting things when, uh, people online are treating me like yeah. I'm a subpar human because of my, my size. I, think that's a great and you know responsible shift for you and for you know the audience that's looking at you because i mean i've done stuff online for the last 10 years and the uh desire to clap back is great and wonderful but it's also like draining and how can you stay you know your authentic self if you're like constantly trying to correct people that don't even care to be corrected Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, um, it's one of those like anonymous. <laughs> yep. We love anonymous <laughs> is so prolific. It's incredible. On a truly iconic. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it says basically never waste your time explaining yourself to people who are committed to misunderstanding you. and um yeah like sometimes I clap back for fun like I love a good your mom or your dad joke um (laughs) you know people will be like well the classics yeah they're like how did you get that fat I don't know ask your dad like (laughs) you know what I mean or you're you're taking up all the room in that hot tub and I was like weird because your mom's in here too (laughs) see those will never I forever have the sense of humor of a 13 year old boy so those will never (laughs) get old for me 
Uh, You you also are no stranger to memes, which I love so much that so much of your Instagram will be like a really beautiful message. And then you swipe through and it's just a meme. I honestly, I love, I love memes. They're so stupid. I don't know if it's because I'm old and from the MySpace era and it just, it just reminds me of that. But I just think like, you know, people put too much pressure on social media, myself included, and especially with engagement and all that fucking with you. So I just Mm -hmm. decided like, I'm just going to post what I want. Fuck the algorithm. And um, those, those little meme dumps make (laughs) me so happy. (laughs) I, they make me so happy as someone that follows you. So you're doing the Lord's work, I think. Uh, So you said you grew up with MySpace, uh, have you always been on social media then in some form? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I knew that everything I wanted to do was probably a little too ambitious for, for, you know, my upbringing. So I, Mm. and, and I had a hard time making friends. So social media was always kind of how I made friends, how I connected. And I loved MySpace, like loved it. Um, (laughs) I miss it. I would, I would like people would pay me to do the HTML coding and make their pages cool. Really? And yeah, yeah. So, so you're self taught coder? Yeah, basically. I mean, I haven't <laughs> done it. I haven't done it in so long, but I could still throw down some some codes for Amazing. sure. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you? What was your aesthetic on your MySpace? Oh, thanks for asking. So <laughs> my so my name on MySpace was Ryan the Girl uh, uh-huh. because my my legal name is Ryan with two N's. And obviously that was like before we respected pronouns and I just assumed that everyone had two genders, right? So yeah. my bad. But uh, we were for me, so was, young. <laughs> we were. So yeah. I was Ryan the girl and my page, my, my most popular page was uh, bats and my little cursor was like a flying bat around it. And I would play like horror pops. Like it was like rockabilly. Um, Amazing. You know, it was, uh, yeah, I was just really trying to be, to be cool, you know, be edgy. It was a full vibe. It sounds like <laughs> before was. we understood what that was. Yeah. Um, how, so how did you get into uh, fashion entertainment? I know you were a makeup artist previously. Yeah. So I had always wanted to model. I started doing makeup because I got a rejection when I was like 16. Basically, they were like, you're never going to model. And I thought, all right, let's back burner, back burner this. Um, and listen, I had no business going into fashion. I, you know, everyone knows I grew up in a trailer park in my grandparents' cow pasture in Mississippi. Uh, uh, we didn't have money access Mm -hmm. to fashion at someone at my size, whether that was a size 16 growing up or now my size, um, you know, now it's easier, but growing up, it was impossible. So, but I loved fashion and I wanted to pursue it. And, uh, I moved to LA after doing makeup in Seattle for a few years to be with my partner at the time. And within six months of moving, I had had photos of myself on, uh, model mayhem. (laughs) <laughs> which yeah. is such a is such a corny <laughs> site. It's funny because like I just feel like I, Model Mayhem should have like recognized me over the years as much as I've uh, talked about them, but like no recognition. It's fine. Uh, I've 
I fully looked up, uh, what was it, Barbizon or whatever? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in like Philadelphia. Yeah. Like I'm from New Jersey. And so, yeah, I was full teenager being like, my glamour shots were pretty good. So Barbizon's sure. going to love me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I actually came across my first headshots that I took and they were, I had white eyeliner on, I had cowhide <laughs> shoes on, a silver ruched top and some black capri pants. And I'm laying to the side. I'm laying to the side like this. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And I really... I thought I was doing something. I was like, I yeah. am going places. Yeah. I am the moment right now. Get I with feel it. like you should recreate that at some point. I, it deserves uh, an update. I, I'll tag you if I do for sure. Please do. <laughs> I also heard that you um, faked being your own manager. I think you mentioned this on one of your I podcast did. episodes. That's I did. so impressive to me. <laughs> Well, you know, people weren't taking me seriously. And, and, uh, there's a little, it's a quick story that I'll tell, but basically mm -hmm. when I started out, I created a Facebook like fan page after I got kind of my first big break. And my, my friend was like, create this Facebook fan page. And I'm like, that's so narcissistic because that was before like, we yeah. had like Instagram and all of that thing. So totally. got old. So I created this fan page, you know, I got it amassed in like a year. I had like over a hundred thousand followers. And so I was reaching out to brands on my behalf to try to get clothes for shoots. And this company who will remain unnamed, uh, mm -hmm. popular lingerie company emailed me back. And instead of emailing me, they emailed, uh, or instead of emailing their boss, they emailed me and they were like, we don't know who this girl is. We, we don't have anything that will fit her, but she has a lot of followers on Facebook. So maybe we should consider, but like, we don't love her vibe. And I God. responded to it and was like, um, I think you meant to send this to so-and-so regardless. So I had to, and I would, that was as me. So after that, I was yeah. like, I'm going to pretend to be myself and make up names. And it worked. People would book me <laughs> thinking that they were talking to, you know, whatever name I was using before That's anyone incredible. would take me seriously. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, I can barely maintain my own email address. So I kudos <laughs> to you for uh, catfishing everyone <laughs> in the best way possible. Thank you. <laughs> um well, now uh, you you do a lot of collaborations that seem very thoughtful and it seems very authentic to, you know, what your brand is and who you are. How do you go about now working with the companies and the brands that you do? Uh, thanks for asking that. And also thanks for saying that, because I can honestly say with the exception of one fast fashion brand, I have never partnered with anyone that did not feel good to me. And, and my role is if I wouldn't genuinely use this or sell it to my best friend or my family, I'm not going to use it. And so before oh, I partner with the brand, I make sure that they are diverse. I make sure that they have folks of color working for them. Uh, I make sure that uh, if I can, that it's ethically made and sourced, um, cruelty-free. And I also have to try whatever product before... I partner with them. So if they, they'll send it to me, if I like it and I believe in it, I'll use it. And if I don't, I won't. And that I will tell you, Grace, that that sucks sometimes because I see my peers who maybe 
who are great, but maybe their moral compass is different, which is fine. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, you've got all this money and you're doing this. And I do well for myself. I'm not complaining, but it's, it's hard to have integrity uh, yeah. in this industry. It's something I'm learning a lot about, especially in the last year or two that, um, and I think a lot of people that are creating in the digital space and working with brands and collaborating in that way are understanding the necessity to investigate. Like you Mm -hmm. have to do some legwork if you want to, you know, represent yourself and whoever you're representing authentically. And it does take some time and it is kind of shitty, especially if you find out something shitty about a brand that you once thought was great. And you're like, well, damn. Yeah. You know, but at this, at the same time, like, you know, you, you, I say you as in like me, us, whatever. Um, you have to look at it as like, you know, longevity, like, what do you want? And you want people to trust you and how are they going to trust you if you're, if you're selling a bunch of shit you don't believe in? But listen, there's a ton of people that have made billions doing that. Um, (laughs) they'll remain, the family will remain nameless here. (laughs) Don't don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, you have a new podcast. The summer party podcast. How is that going? It's so much fun. It's it's a it's a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. Um, it but it's just been so much fun introducing my audience to folks that inspire me and I feel make the world a better place. And you know, I love slumber parties, even at my ripe old age of thirty five. Uh, hey, I'm I, also thirty five. <laughs> yep, yes, I love it. I feel like I, I haven't it. left being a teenager. No, I mean we well, don't have to. So <laughs> I love having pajama parties and sleepovers. And so when the podcast kind of came to fruition, I was like, let's do something I love and and have fun with it. So we, I'm two episodes away from finishing season one. And nice. then I'm going to take some time off for my birthday month <laughs> Nice, and then get back to it. Has it felt nice to be able to kind of speak unfiltered on the podcast? Yeah, I think that people are really realizing what an idiot I am. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a facade, you know, there's a facade you yeah. can keep up. You know, when you're a model and you're public, you're doing public speaking and little bits of TV, people get doses. But what they don't get is like me deciding to write an episode and have like Benton Ray, who's a comedian. Uh, One of the dares, (laughs) one of the dares was uh, reenact sizzling bacon for 30 seconds. And so (laughs) he he sizzled. And then I was like, like making sizzling sounds in the mic and you know like if you're stone that's probably like the most uh brilliant piece of art you can listen to or watch well i was stoned when i wrote it so that adds perfect (laughs) do you have a dream podcast guest that you haven't had on yet yeah i mean i understand that what i'm about to say is not realistic (laughs) I hear you. I see you. I know my feelings are valid. It's Dolly Parton. Oh, God, that would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You never know. I feel like she's a little trickster that suddenly she does something like just out of the goodness (laughs) of her heart because she thinks it's interesting and cool. Uh, She's uh, she's an angel. Yeah. We'll manifest. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I have a bunch more questions for you. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not, 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 
Hello listeners, Grace Helbig here, wanting to say two things. A big thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you're a regular listener, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. And uh, second thing, if you are enjoying yourself here in this not-too-deep world we've built and you'd like to leave us a review, that would be so wonderful. If you can go to the iTunes store, the app store, and leave us a lovely little review comment. How are you feeling? Good, bad, otherwise? Maybe just good or otherwise would be appreciated. Other than that, enjoy the podcast. Have you ever had a tattoo removed? No, but there's there's one. Okay, uh, I'm about to post or I'm posting a reels like of me getting a haircut, and uh, <laughs> when I do the flip over, you can see my tattoo on my shoulder that I would I want to get removed, and mm-hmm. it is a fairy on my left shoulder blade that looks like it's been smashed with a fly swatter. <laughs> Um, it was my first tattoo because I was really, really, oh, I loved fairies. You couldn't tell me shit. Um, when I was 18 and, uh, yeah. So now I've got this like fairy, but, but now it's kind of like, God, I'm covered in all these great tattoos. And then I just have a fucking fairy on my shoulder. So do I just keep it forever? I don't know. Yeah. Can you build on it and make it cooler than what it is currently? I, I could probably, I could, I'm open to suggestions. Do you have more tattoos lined up to get? Yeah, I have an appointment tomorrow to get oh. another tattoo. Yeah, I'm just constantly... I just thought, you know, I'm fat as shit. I might as well just cover it in tattoos. So I'm filling my legs right now. So I'm like, nice. I would say 60% done with filling my legs. So I'm just getting stupid stuff at this point. I mean, why not? The yeah. um, How long is the longest that you've sat for a tattoo? The longest I've sat was probably my right arm that has like uh, Dolly and Miss Piggy and Mae yeah, West. Wow. So yeah, so that artist is very slow. I love him, but he just, you know, I mean, it's great. <laughs> Look, here I am criticizing one of the world's best tattoo artists. <laughs> I know, it looks incredible. <laughs> um, so each each session is about 13 hours. Wow. Uh, so yeah, you know, when you go there that you're going to be there for a while. So the longest I've sat was 13 hours. And how do you find the tattoo artists that you want to work with? Is it that you know them previously or you've been recommended them or you find them like on Instagram? Uh, a little bit of both, you know, like most yeah. of the people I get tattooed now, I've, I've kind of met just because I love their work. Most of the people that yeah. tattoo me now are women or, uh, you know, identify as female. And yeah, I just, I just am a tattoo collector without sounding pretentious. And I just want a bunch of cool people to like put their art on me. And usually how it works is I just go to them and say, I want a tattoo. I have this space. What do you feel like doing, you know, and do it. Cool. So it's like a true collaboration. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to get into the two questions that I ask every single guest that is on our podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, uh, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Ooh. Yeah. God, that's a such, that is such <laughs> a good question. It's tough. Um, probably, God, you don't have a lot of time for me to just sit. I mean, listen. No, I'm you often, can you can take a second and think about it. I just don't want to be cheesy. 
I know. The, my first thing that comes to my head was Trump. Um, yeah, that is a popular answer. But I want to give something that's not that. I would say, honestly, the next the next one, uh, probably Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Honestly, I yeah. was, when he passed away, I was just like, great, iconic. Yeah, you know, uh, I think peace. I breathed out. Was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, the world got a little yeah. bit cooler. I guess yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Lighter. To say. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, nicer, more respect, mm. uh, respectable. Yeah. Um, okay, the other question I ask every single guest is to tell us uh, your worst pants shitting story or like a bathroom emergency situation, but you can only use three words or like small phrases to describe the event. Uh, so for me, it's uh, college jogging front lawn. Okay, so mine is... Uh, <laughs> I love that you have one immediately. <laughs> oh, honestly, you are talking to someone with so much trauma that is tied to their intestinal system. Say. So anytime... Yeah, so anytime I'm nervous, anxious, I will shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Honestly, Grace, you and I should just hang out and just see how much we can shit all over LA. Honestly, I know. I have two squatty potties in my house now because I lost one when I moved before. <laughs> so. Great. I'll bring I'll bring another one for you. Thank um, you. So mine would be um mine would be freeway. Okay. Car, freeway, freeway. Car. You can do small phrases too. Okay, so freeway both ends. Uh, <laughs> exit ramp. <laughs> <laughs> exit ramp as a metaphor and a literal yeah. <laughs> device. I, I, I also need you to know that this was um one of the nicest exits in Pasadena <laughs> that this happened. A really fancy. A really fancy, like where oh. you would want to do your shopping, you know? Yeah, in a nice yeah, yeah, area. yeah, yeah. So those are the best places to just level them a little bit when mm -hmm. they feel a little too nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, well, now we have a part of our podcast that we call uh, Hot or Deep, where you can choose to give us uh, a hot take on a subject we have, or you can choose to answer a deep question that we have prepared for you i'm gonna do the hot the hot take one okay hot take uh for you it's tiktok mm -hmm. any hot takes on tiktok like how do i feel about it yeah what are your thoughts on tiktok as someone on that came from the myspace era yeah. like the very inaugural social media that has ever existed now we're through to the tiktok present yeah. day Thoughts I, on the so I love TikTok. I'm a kind of later to the game. I literally downloaded it during the pandemic, like everybody mm -hmm. else, but like July. Yep. So late, late in the yeah. pandemic. And uh I just I've decided Instagram is not bringing me joy. So with TikTok, uh. I just go on and I honestly I just post stupid shit and I don't give a shit if it does well <laughs> or not. And usually yeah. they do well. And funny enough, Grace, nobody else knows this. Not even mm. why well, I told my mom, but that's it. Um, okay. This, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. <gasps> there is someone that made a video asking me out on TikTok and I am going on a date with this person <gasps> and I've never met them on Saturday. 
This has all of the uh, <laughs> smells like uh, entrapment, but I also support you. Uh, I mean, so I this don't... was a person that asked you out via TikTok. Have you done any like recon, like looking yes. up any? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this person is legit. They are who yeah. they say they are. We've FaceTimed a few times. Okay. Um, okay. So you've had, you've literally had some conversations with this person. We are. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't think that it's going to go past a first date, but <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I am the actual I'm devil. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the actual devil when it comes to dating and I just want to have fun. So, you know. What's a good date in your, in your eyes? Like what's a fun date for you? Hmm. I just went on a date recently and I, that was so good. And I would probably see this person again, but they're like busy and traveling and whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, we like went to dinner. Then we went to a whiskey bar. The person didn't nice. try to have sex with me, which was great. Wow. Um, which I'm not like, a, I'm not like, a, I don't sleep with somebody on the first date. I don't care. Right. But it's nice to like, it's nice to have somebody like get to know you. But me, like, yeah. I just, I don't really give a shit what we do, but I have had, way more dating horror stories than good stories like what you know what's one of the worst ones all right well i just shared one with i did paris hilton's podcast like recently and i shared a really horrible one but i'm gonna share the one with you that was probably the worst date that i've been on so this was okay like four months ago i matched with this guy on tinder and yeah i was on tinder i deleted it right after this um (laughs) this and i and like i'm you know i'm queer so i knew better than to date a cis man Mm -hmm. but i was like let's play with fire i don't know what happens so (laughs) we shit up for a second (laughs) yeah so we meet we so we met in the evening he said we were going to go to dinner so Mm -hmm. we met this was in long beach uh so we go to Long Beach. We meet at the location that he says, I am wearing a dress and these like, you know, expensive shoes and okay. a cute little purse. And he goes, hey, the restaurant's booked. There's no availability. Do you just want to like walk and get a drink? The thing is, I knew where we were at. So I knew yeah. that we couldn't go walk and get a drink because the only thing near us, I don't know how to say this. The only thing near us was a Jack in the Box and a 7-Eleven. Okay. Yeah. So we start walking. And the thing is, everyone was like, why didn't you leave? And I just wanted to see what was going to happen. So, right. Like, what is the, what's the plan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we walked to 7-Eleven and him being the gentleman he is, um, went to the beer section and said, yeah, what, what beer you want? And I was like, wow, what a, what a guy, you know, what a guy. So I picked Coors Light tall cans. He pays for them, of course, because he's a gentleman, you know. Chivalry is not Um, dead, yeah. Oh, not dead. So then we walk all the way over. We walk through the sand under a pier, (laughs) pitch black. And do you think he brought a blanket to sit on the beach and drink these beers? Do you think he thought ahead? Why would he? So he plops down in the sand. Mind you, his outfit is atrocious. And I was like looking past that. And then he gets my beers and he shoves them in the sand and like kind of corked them in the sand just to make sure they were, they were sticking in there. And then, um, he proceeded to, uh, ask me if I wanted to fuck. 
So, <laughs> oh my God. And uh, I drank, I drank half the beer and then I was like, I'm going to go. We start walking yeah. back to my car and he's like, you didn't finish your beers. He stops underneath the pier to chug the whole other tall can I didn't open and, <laughs> and the half that I didn't drink and then thought that I was still going to have sex with him. That is, wow. That's, um, that's like a level of unself-awareness that yes. is infuriating yeah. <laughs> like, I, it yeah. makes me wonder if he had any reflection on the date negatively no. or in his mind he's like fucking nailed it again um I, I i know that i need to wrap this up but i just also need to tell you this person didn't know who i was okay so okay he didn't know that i was like tess holiday right, right. so that doesn't matter but i kind of just was like can you imagine you get to take me on a date if this is what you do but he then asked me if I could give him a ride home. Oh my God. I didn't. I told Good him to call you. an Uber and he goes, I'll just walk. And I what go, is... but how did you get here? And then he just it... walks off in the distance with his, <laughs> with his, with his granddaddy loafers and <laughs> his cargo shorts. Uh, this sounds like a dream. This sounds like uh, I wish it, a, a I wish nightmare. It was. Actually, yeah, that is um, incredible and like so hard to listen to. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. does he have any friends to like? How did he learn to go on dates? <laughs> it's uh, insane. He also was watching the Lakers game on his phone while we were sitting in the sand, and then I picked up my phone to text somebody and he's like, what you doing on your phone? And I was oh like, God, are you kidding me? At that point, so, yeah. I, yeah, I would be like, where are the cameras? I'm clearly on a prank show. You yeah. can't exist in the world. This is, uh, yeah. this is an insane, unfair, uh, and very selfish date for you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's always good to get, perspective i guess on uh how bad things could go on dates yeah yeah i'm curious uh what you switching topics what do you watch uh do you watch tv do you watch movies i do uh i'm you know i think i saw that well, i saw this like thing circulating on tiktok you know, where mm -hmm. I get all of my information these days. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've learned so much from TikTok. That's another Same. Thing. I only oh. just got into it a few months ago. So I'm even like later than you are on TikTok. And it overwhelmed yeah. me too much at first. And now I'm like, I get it. It has, yeah. it has energy like a uh, first era YouTube energy where everyone's just having fun. And yes. like people are just posting whatever they want without trying to game an algorithm or anything. For sure. It's yeah. so much. It's so it's so fun. It really is. I mean, at least for now. And and yeah. I realize I don't have to be able to dance to use TikTok. So that's yeah, exactly. really that's great because I can't <laughs> I can't dance. You, Maybe I might do a singing career. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah. uh, um, so what was I saying? Oh, TikTok. Oh, wait, what the fuck was the question? You saw something on TikTok related oh. to TV? Yeah. So they were saying that people with like you know, anxious thought patterns or whatever tend to watch the same shit over and over and over and over like on loop. Yeah. So for me, that is new girl. That's mm. the office, uh, parks and rec shits Creek. 
those are kind of like my four, but if I, but now what I'm super into and I can't stop watching it, (laughs) there's two. There's, are you the one on MTV? (gasps) Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And there's a queer, there's a queer season. Yes. I watched this. By the way, I just DM'd Besit and I was like, I'm obsessed with you. And now we follow each other. And I'm just like, if you break up with your girlfriend, call me Besit. Just saying. Amazing. Um, Amazing. And then I love Temptation Island. Like I'm obsessed with Temptation Mm. Island. See, I haven't gotten into that one. I'm just dipping my toe in the pond of Love Island. And uh, but are you the one I got really into like a year or two ago? because in terms of like MTV reality shows, it's like a true social experiment. And I love yes. like the psychology of it, of them working together and also like not giving a fuck about, you know, it's really doesn't interesting. It, doesn't it remind you, because you're the same age as me, as mm-hmm. um, like when they did Real World and like yes. the Road Rules challenges, like, yes, like it reminds me of that iconic era of MTV that that like we grew up with. Totally. And I wonder if because they've only had like a couple seasons of it. Yeah. Right? I think. Yeah, I think because it's still like new to their network, people haven't figured out how to like, you know, come on and be a certain type in a way like people haven't figured out how to like game that system that yeah. it feels like people are genuinely reacting to things uh, and behaving a certain way. But I do love on that show. Well, I forget what season it was that because I think they're in Hawaii or something. Yes. And they, yeah. they're clearly smoking so much weed on that show, but they won't show it on camera. <laughs> so like someone will walk into the room and you'll see like kind of in the corner, like a cloud of smoke that like the cameraman's trying to like frame out. And then their eyes are just so watery and red. And you're like, that's not just drinking that they're doing. No. They're clearly no. high as kites and they yeah. won't show it, but they'll just be like on a puffy chair just like <laughs> melting into it honestly maybe i mean maybe they'll sign me up you know what i mean if Ugh. take me to hawaii right um okay we're gonna take one last break and when we get back uh we have a couple questions submitted by listeners who need some advice so we'll be right back with more not too deep Uh, Okay, Tess, we have a couple questions submitted by listeners who need some advice. um, And you and I will uh, give some very unprofessional advice that you can take uh, from or leave completely. So this person writes, "Uh, a few years ago, I went on a date with a guy which was absolutely fine, except he was a weird kisser. We never met up again, but he reached out a number of times expressing interest in wanting to have sex with me. Uh, I always blew it off. Flash forward, I'm developing an interest in him all of a sudden. Uh, she's, uh, they say, I think it's mostly cause I've been impressed with him professionally and personally. Uh, I'm not simply lusting after him. I find him interesting. Here's my two part question. Should I even bother asking him out after blowing him off for like two years? That seems like a dick thing to do. If the first date was only just fine and the kissing was awkward and weird, should I use that to convince myself not to ask him out? Uh, I listen. No, absolutely no. not. Um, if someone's a bad kisser, they're going to be bad in bed. It's just science. I don't make That's the rules. True. Yeah. And also, also it like, you know, and, and I, this person just 
I, you know, we've been in quarantine. It gets boring. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I just think, uh, (laughs) I just can't stop saying no. I know. I think if you're also, uh, this is no disrespect because I, I will do this too. I will do this to convince myself of things that I blatantly uh, know. I will, I will say I'm not just lusting after them when that's clearly a projection and I'm very much like lusting after this yes. person, but I will say it. And if I say it, it makes me seem self-aware of this yeah. thing that you could find as a loophole. Um, but that doesn't mean it's untrue. So yeah, yeah I think exactly like you said, uh, kissing is an indicator of a yes. lot of other things. It is. Uh, emotionally and physically and so i think um hold on to that how weird it was to the point that you didn't talk to this person for two years yes tess are you someone that will ask about a second date if you had a good first date or will you wait to be asked on a second date uh i used to be that person and i have just notice because listen I was in a relationship for eight years and so I miss like all of the dating apps and all that so I've only been single for like a year and a half so it's been new to me and I have really made the most of a year and a half let me tell you (laughs) you're (laughs) catching up quick (laughs) oh baby I am having fun but I will tell you what I've noticed is Mm -hmm. uh you know, I knew before this, just with my ex and other people that when someone wants you, they show you and they make the effort. You don't have to guess. You don't have to do that. And also I am not going to do the emotional labor of doing all of that, especially for someone that if they want me, they can show me. So my thing is I have a great date with you. Fine. If you want to see me again, you make the effort. And if you don't, you're not interested and I'm not going to, there's, I know who I am and there's plenty of people that are interested, you know? Yeah. Those are, you want to be wooed a bit too. And those are, I think, healthy boundaries. Totally. Do you have, after now, like catching up on the um, dating apps, is there one thing or piece of advice that you would say to people like, fix this on your profile or uh, fix the way (sighs) you send a first message to someone? I mean, I'm not really on any dating profiles right now, except for Raya, Raya, however you say it. And that one's, yeah. they're all, they're all trash. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Raya, I was on Raya for years ago trash. for a brief stint of time. And Raya was just like, uh, surfers or skaters or like, uh, directors, directors, yeah. I use that term yeah. loosely or like yeah. photographers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what are the credentials? How did you guys take a year to accept me? And I finally get on this. And this is my, no, thank you. <laughs> no, absolutely. I thought that this was like professionals. Like, no, there's so many DJs on there. DJs, yes. you know, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'll be single forever. So I think my, my advice really, I don't, I don't know if it's like, and I don't know if it's like an epidemic. I don't know if there's like something like some mental health training that needs to happen for cis men, but like the photos that they choose, like are so atrocious. Nobody like the photo where it's like, again, TikTok. there was, I'm going to send it to you after there was this hilarious video where someone was like, the types of dudes you see on here. And it's like, this isn't my kid photo. This is <laughs> yeah. me and my yeah. me and my truck, the blurry cropped out, like me and my friends. Like mm-hmm. it's just, I feel like women, it's just, 
I'm so glad that I'm queer because folks put so much more effort into photos and then yeah. these dudes just roll on on there and put a blurry photo on and then they're like show me it's, your tits you know <laughs> yeah and it's a lot of um uh props or appendages yes. like it's like here's my dj booth here's uh, a child or here's <laughs> like uh, i'm gonna make sure you see this hot girl that i cropped halfway out of this yes. photo or something yes. so you get the idea that I'm very wanted by people. I'm like, this yeah. tells more in the negative than you think it does in the positive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question uh, for advice. This person writes, so I have a wedgie fetish and I was wondering how I should deal with that. Should I be more open about it? I'm comfortable with it being my quirk and knowing that everyone has their quirks. But my issue is I don't know how to deal with it in a relationship uh, or in a family setting. <laughs> Could I also bring it up at therapy or something as well? I'm curious to hear your thoughts and advice. Uh, what I should do going forward? Well... I think bringing anything up in therapy is always a great option. Uh, anything that you are curious about or you have strange feelings or you feel blurry in your brain about, that's the reason that therapy is there. It's a non-judgmental yes. zone for anything that you want to talk out outside of your head. Exactly what you just said. I don't... I, listen, everybody's into their thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Who am I? I'm never going to judge. I no. just think, you know, I would probably workshop it with a therapist before a family or, or yeah. before like that kind of setting. But, you know, I just think like, I think therapy, honestly, is if there's something you don't feel about, listen, I have, I've been in therapy since I was 10, probably will yeah. be for the rest of my life. And yeah. uh, it's a really great tool. You know, it's a really great tool. I know it's a luxurious tool in some formats. There's also, you know, more cost effective versions of therapy available too. But, but even like social media, there yeah. has to be a community of, of like minded. True. Very true. Uh, and I, I mean, I think it's something, obviously, this sounds like, uh, there is obviously a community for this. And I think it, in relationships, yes. I mean, I do think eventually it's something that should be put on the table if you get into a relationship for obvious reasons. Uh, I think it will help you and the other person that you're in a situation with, depending on their feelings about it. Absolutely. Well, uh, on that note, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. Tess, <laughs> thank you for making time for us. Um, but before you go, we like to give each of our guests a personalized fortune, or I'm sorry, a personalized horoscope uh, from us to you that Melissa just put in the chat if you want to take a look and read it out loud for everyone. Okay, I can't wait. Okay. Dear Cancer, Crab of the Stars, the end of this week may unravel even more secrets to the public as Mercury retrogrades in Gemini on Saturday. At this point, just write another fucking book. The people want it. <laughs> Seriously. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because I'm like, these bad date stories have to go somewhere. They're too incredible. I mean, yeah. Post-divorce, glow up, all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You're in a big and um, wonderful transition right now, which yeah. I think is uh, 
a lot of people are going through a lot of that kind of energy and it's needed and welcomed. Um, Tess, where can people find you and uh, your old MySpace page, your current TikTok page, (laughs) if they don't already know? (laughs) So on social everywhere, it's uh, at Tess Holiday with two L's. And my podcast is Slumber Party with Tess. And you can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. (laughs) Thanks for having me. This was a blast. (laughs) Of course. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. This is Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Shireen Lani Yunus. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 